but it attracts even Krishna to taste his own association. Thus Krishna becomes very eager to taste that wonder. Total beauty, knowledge, wealth, strength, fame, and renunciation are the six opulences of Krishna. He is eternally situated in his opulences. That's one of five again. Ornaments express that body. But the transcendental body of Krishna is so beautiful that it beautifies the ornaments he wears. Therefore, Krishna's body is said to be the ornament of ornaments. Despite the wonderful beauty of Krishna, there is his three-curved style of standing which beautifies that form. Above all these beautiful features, Krishna's eyes dance and move obliquely, acting like arrows to pierce the minds of Srimati Radharani and the gopis. When the arrow succeeds in hitting its target, their minds become agitated. That's 106. Ramando Kari Karajana Tahanje Sudhupagana Tansapara Bali Hariman Patibhata Shivamani Chahitahe Vedabani Akarshaye Jirachmikam Translation, the beauty of Krishna's body is so attractive that it attracts not only the demigods and other living entities within this material world, but the personalities of the spiritual sky as well, including the Narayanas, for expansions of Krishna's personality. The minds of the Narayanas are thus attracted by the beauty of Krishna's body. In addition, the goddesses of fortune, Lakshmi's, who are wives of the Narayans and are women described in the Vedas as most chaste are also attracted by the wonderful beauty of Krishna. This is, uh, there's, uh, of course, most of everyone's read Krishna book. They've read the story of uh, the sons of the Brahmana who were kidnapped one after the other, they're taking birth and immediately after birth they died. Uh, so this Brahmana went so many people to get some protection. He came there to Arjuna. Uh, oh, did he come actually to Arjuna? He was asking Krishna? What is that? You were an expert on this? Transcendent, huh? What? So, so? He was in the king's court because he was he was thinking. I think he uh, he mentioned something. Oh, Arjun, you what you you can do? I've already asked this uh, other personalities like that. Didn't he say something like that? Yeah, he was asking for some help. So Arjun, he said, No, no, I can do it. If I don't do it, I'll enter into the fire. I'll protect your child. So the next child is being born and immediately disappeared. He was taken away. And Arjuna, he was preparing to enter into the fire. He tried to do whatever he could do and he couldn't do it. So he was prepared to enter in the fire, but Krishna, he said, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Let's go. Get on my chariot. 
So they went across the whole through the even the coverings of the universe. All the planetary systems that passed by, they went through the coverings of the universe into the Paragyama, here we're describing the Paragyama sky. And they went to the abode of Mahavishnu, and Mahavishnu said, oh, yes, I have your, these children of this Brahman. I took them just so that I could get your darshan, Krishna. So this is the attraction of Krishna, how Krishna is so attractive that even Mahavishnu, he wants to have darshan. And Lakshmi Sahasra Sakasambhama Sayyagamanam Sambhamahari with great awe and reverence they are serving Lakshmi Sahasra, thousands of Lakshmis, unlimited actually. Alright, uh, text 107, is there? Ready? Namadhari Madhanamohan Jinipanta Saradarpa Swayamnava Kandarpa Rasakhari Lai Kapigam Translation, favoring them. Gopis. Begging them, Krishna rides on the chariot to the minds of the gopis, and just to receive loving service from them, he attracts their minds like Cupid. Therefore, he is also called Madan Mohan, the attractor of Cupid. Cupid has five arrows representing form, taste, smell, sound, and touch. Krishna is the owner of these five arrows, and with his Cupid-like beauty, he conquers the minds of the gopis. Though they are very proud of their super excellent beauty. Becoming a new creature, Krishna attracts their minds and engages in their asadhanas. There's one place in Vrindavan, they just when you start out the uh, Parakama path around Vrindavan, you go through Raman Reiki and you go down to the old bank of the Jamuna, they have a Prahagat, they call it Prahagat, where Krishna exhibited his form of Varaha to the gopis, and just around the corner, but folks, uh, Jamuna is no longer flying there, it's gone far out, but they call it Prahagat, so previously, maybe the Jamuna used to flow there. You turn the corner and then you come around just a little bit ways and there's a place called Mud and Tear. Tear. Mud and Tear. Tear, what does this mean? Tear? Tear? See. Huh? See. See? Yeah. Tear means see? Yeah, I think so. Tear Padanda. Tear Padanda we have and tear, uh, Mud and Tear and some other tears are there. Okay, so anyway, uh, they, they sometimes we heard story that, uh, that this Cupid, he has his five arrows. Sometimes uh, in Chaitanya Bhagavata's Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur in his purport, he mentions five, they represent other things, but these are 
details, he thinks, from some other... Actually, he gives two different lists in, in, in his purport. That sometimes they mean, mean this, and sometimes they mean that. Like, Shoshanad, uh, Dravanam. Uh, anyway, that's not very important. So, uh, here, Srila Prabhupada says, form, taste, smell, sound, and touch. And one time, so one time, the, some story we heard one time is that when Tukud was one time aiming his arrow at uh, Narad Muni, Narad Muni caught him out of the corner of his eye, he said, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's the, dif- what's the use you're shooting your arrows at me? I'm an ordinary person, why why you to bother with me? Here, why don't you go to Vrindavan and get, uh, if you want to get some, uh, get some credit, then you go and you shoot your arrow at this Krishna. He's there in, in Vrindavan, and uh, you can see him, he's herding in cows and, and playing with his cowherd boyfriends like that, and sometimes he's with the gopis. So this stupid, he went there to this place, it's called Mud and Tear, they say like that, but uh, he just saw that Krishna was engaged in his pastimes with the gopis and uh, showing his Varaha form, whatever. Like that is practically around the corner. And he, so he aimed his arrow at Krishna and he became stunned. This is called Madan Mohan. Madan means stupid and Mohan means become bewildered. So Krishna became known as Madan Mohan at this place that pastime took place. A little bit further we had Madan Mohan temples there. So, uh, that is the prayer to the three deities, Jayatamsur, Tarapangur, Mama Manda Matirgati, Matsarvasya Parambhaja, Radha Madhana Mohana. But uh, Mama Manda Matirgati, they're not very, this is for uh, beginning students, this is, uh, we're reading now, sweetness of Krishna, this is for advanced students, not for qualified for such talks. All right, so text 108. Ninja Sama Saka Sange, Gogana Charanange. Ninja Sama Saka Sange, Gogana Charanange. Vrindavana Sachanda Bihar. Sandra Benu Tani Shuni, Stavara Jandama Prani, Sandra Kampa Ashu Baheda, Translation When Lord Krishna wanders in the forest of Vrindavan with his friends on an equal level, there are innumerable cows grazing. This is another of the Lord's blissful enjoyments. When he plays on his flute, all living entities, including trees, plants, animals, and human beings, tremble and are saturated with jubilation. Tears flow constantly from their eyes. Stavara Jangama Deki Desina Taramuti, this description is there in Chaitanya Charan read about the advanced devotees who can read such things and relish these such things. Here we're having some kind of, of course. Uh, anyway, Tavara Deki, Jangama Deki, Nadeki Taramuti, the advanced devotee, he sees these 
Stava and Jangama means the movable and immovable living entities. Uh, advanced devotee, Nageki Taramurti. He doesn't see them. He says, Sarvatra, Sarvatra, Spurati, Tara Ishtadevamurti. He sees uh, his worshipful Lord Krishna instead of all these things. So, uh, this playing of the flute, Krishna is very famous. Murligar, he's playing on his flute, always. Venam Kundantam, Alavinda Dalai Atacham, he's playing on his flute. And here it says all the living entities, trees, plants, animals, and human beings tremble and are saturated with jubilation. This, uh, our old friend Mahanini, he, uh, compiled this appreciating Vrindavan. He t- talks about the different effects of Krishna's flute playing. There's a couple places I know that we've been to in Vrindavan. I think both both places, I, I can't, there's so many, of course, holy places in Vrindavan, but there's two actually, two two different places that are called Charan Prahari, the hills where Krishna's uh, Charan is there. And both places, uh, one is in Kamavan, uh next to Luka Luka Kund or something. And uh, in Nandagam also there's one Charan Pari. It's practically, if we go to Rinda Kund, which is our Dina Bundy's project there, is uh, taking care. If you uh, don't turn off into the fields to go to Vrindakundi, go just a little bit further on the left side, there's one called, uh, another Charan Pari. They say that uh, Krishna was playing on his flute. As he was playing on his flute, uh, the, the stones, the, the rocks that he was standing on melted from that sound of that flute, and therefore they left his uh, footprints there. It was a very nice place everybody should go and see these places. Vrindavan, Charan Pari. And, uh, huh? Charan? Huh? Charan means feet. Charan. Charan. Charan means feet. Charan Pari. Pari means a hill, and Charan, you can see the impression of Krishna's feet. Yeah. Uh, sorry. And, uh, so anyway, some of these other, uh, Effects of the flute, of course, uh, when Krishna plays his flute, the yogis become, uh, their meditation becomes disturbed. The demigods, they uh, become stunned, and along with the cows. And, and uh, there's one place, Ujjani, where the Jamuna flows backwards from the sound of Krishna's flute. And uh, then, uh, of course, that, uh, the other Tarakadamba and Nandagram, Tarakadamba, the Krishna climbs into the Kadamba tree there and plays his flute to call out the cows. So he has the different tunes. He plays, he plays uh, one to, to call the cows, one one to call the gopis. Uh, glorified in the, I think during the Rathyatra, now he talks about the fifth note. So these are all. Uh, is anything else? Some of the effects of Krishna's playing his flute. The moving moving entities become stunned and the uh, non-moving entities tremble. It's, uh, 
describes how the deer and the cows, they, they're, they're has become just like receptacles for the nectar of Krishna's flute playing. Text number 109. Muktahara bhakapanti indradhani pinchatati. You're not there? Text 109. Okay. Muktahara Pakapanti Indra Dhanu Pinchatati Muktahara Pakapanti Indra Dhanu Pinchatati Pitambara Viguri Sanchara Pitambara Viguri Sanchara Javatara Jagachasya Upara Ravishai Vilamitada Ravishai Vilamitada Hmm, Vijari. We finally got to go to Vijari Gram last time. It was a desire that I had a long time. Dina Bandu took us there last time. It's been between, uh, what is it, between Nandagam and, I don't know, what's the other, uh, I don't know. It's on the way to Nandagrama if you go through the fields. Vijwara <laughs> uh, so means lightning, and there's uh, this one town in Vrindavan that's called Vijwaragam. That the, uh, when Akura was taking the gopis to Mathura, uh, the gopis they fell down just like lightning bolts to the ground. They fell, they lost their pranadam. Their, uh, their, life force. So, uh, translation, yes. Uh, Krishna wears a pearl necklace that appears like a chain of white ducks around his neck. The peacock feather in his hair appears like a rainbow and his yellow garments appear like lightning in the sky. Krishna appears like a newly risen cloud and the gopis appear like newly grown grains in the field. Constant rains of nectarine pastimes fall upon these newly grown grains, and it seems that the gopis are receiving beams of life from Krishna exactly as grains receive life from the rains. Everybody get that? We can repeat that, I guess there's nothing, there's no purpose, so let's read that again. Krishna wears a pearl necklace that appears like a chain of white ducks around his neck. The peacock feather in his hair appears like a rainbow, and his yellow garments appear like lightning in the sky. Krishna appears like a newly risen cloud, and the gopis appear like newly grown grains in the field. Constant rains of nectarian pastimes fall upon these newly grown grains, and it seems the gopis are receiving beams of life from Krishna, exactly as grains receive life from the rains. Text one ten. Madhurya Bhagavata Sara Rajikala Parachar. Madhurya Bhagavata Sara Rajikala Parachar. Tahashuka Vyasarananda. Tahashuka Vyasarananda. Stani Stani Bhagavati Vanitati Janaite. Stani Stani Bhagavati Vanitati Janaite. Taha 
आश्विनी माते भक्तगान The Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is full of all six opulences, including his attractive beauty, which engages him in conjugal love with the gopis. Such sweetness is the quintessence of his qualities. Shukadeva Goswami, the son of Vyasadeva, has described these pastimes of Krishna throughout Srimad Bhagavatam. Hearing the descriptions, the devotees become mad with love of God. So, this is, I guess, this is the opulence, this is the sweetness of Krishna. They were talking about very high, to high topics. This is, Srila Prabhupada talks about how the yoga system is like a ladder, different steps on the ladder, and it's uh, very important that what you should understand what step of the ladder they're on. We were in Vrindavan a long time and uh, we have seen sometimes devotees try to take these pastimes, I take these uh, topics very serious with the, uh, unfortunately they're not really qualified for that position. I mean there's sometimes, of course some devotees are qualified and Srila Prabhupada also said that we don't do break out the gopis. Every, these topics of Krishna and the gopis are uh, very important. We have to uh, hear them from the mouth of the, from the lips of the pure devotee, Srila Prabhupada. And this uh, is a only means of conquering over these uh, things in our, in our uh, anarthas, in our hearts, like that. We have to uh, hear these topics, but uh, we have to hear from the, in a systematic way. Shri Prabhupada also used to, always used to say that uh, he gave the, the professional reciters, he also, always criticized that they go directly to the tenth canto. So that is not the pastime, that is not the process. It's like we're hearing Shukadeva Goswami, the son of Yasudev has described these pastimes of Krishna throughout the Srimad Bhagavatam. So the, the whole Srimad Bhagavatam is just full of nectar. I think Krishna is one of his famous favorite verses. He says, Prati Shloke Prati Akshara. I say, I don't know, I don't know the verse, but he says every syllable, every every word of the Srimad Bhagavatam. And Srimad Prabhupada used to say also that even if they touch the book, if they appreciate it in any way, they get benefit. So uh, the Srimad Bhagavatam is nectar from beginning to end, and one has should uh, follow the process uh, carefully, hearing from the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam. And uh, just like here we're hearing from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, we've been studying from the beginning, I think, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're following the footsteps Srila Prabhupada has given us these topics, and we should hear them, but at the same time we should understand what is our actual position in Krishna consciousness. We don't want to... Uh, I, I, I remembered one uh, phrase that Shiva Prabhupada said previously we were talking about some different topics uh, in class and I was, I was remembering that Shiva Prabhupada said, first deserve, then desire. And uh, 
I, I, so I looked it up in photo and I was very surprised, actually surprised because uh, that came up like 31 times. First deserve, then desire. Uh, maybe there were some duplicates, but he, he said that more than once, and the point is. But uh, one has to, just like we heard about the Tahoe uh, boys, when Krishna wanders in the forest and Vrindavan with his friends on an equal level. So these friends on an equal level, they're not ordinary. They're the, this Sardam, Pujalu, Kutapunja, Punja. They accumulated heaps. Punja, Punja, these are heaps of pious activities they have accumulated. So somebody who is engaged in some topics, uh, some some topics that we can't, we shouldn't even uh, repeat in the uh, temple like that, uh, in our past uh, memories like that. We can't uh, try to imitate such personalities. They're uh, far beyond. Shukadeva Goswami, of course, uh, here we're talking about here, Tahe Shuni Mate Bhaktagan. Mate means become maddened. So, where such as, I mean, I'm talking not of your person, persons, but in general, many of us, we came from the position of Nunam Pramata. Pramata Mate is the same Mata, maddened. Munam Pramata Kuv Te Vikarma. We were maddened by Vikarma, sinful activities, engaged in so many sinful activities. Yet India Prite Apunuti, that we were so much addicted to sense objects. India Prite, engaged in so much sense gratification. So, these topics are. As you said, we can hear from such topics, but uh, we should worry more about... Here, actually, I can read something. I want to read something from Bhakti Alok, Srila Bhakti Vinodhakar talks about Niyamagraha, too much attachment to or too much neglect of rules and regulations. He says, the conditioned souls are eligible to attain a very exalted position from a very low position. Between these two positions, there are many other positions. Each position is a gradual step. Each gradual step is a distinct level of advancement. Each and every gradual step has different prescriptions and prohibitions. Whenever a living entity steps to one level and stays there, he is obliged to follow the prescriptions and prohibitions of that step. By following those enjoined prescriptions and prohibitions, one becomes eligible to attain the next step. If one is able, unable to attain the next step, he falls down to a lower step. This is called degradation. Attaining the next step is called advancement. So, uh, Rupa Goswami, he gives some uh, description of the different stages in Bhakti uh, Rasamrita he gives that famous verse many times quoted, Ado Shraddha, Tata Sadhusanga Tabhajanakriya, Tato Narta Nivritisyat, Tato Nishtas Vichis Tata. So this should be familiar a little bit, as we said, like a ladder. The ladder is 
is resting against the top of the building. But that doesn't put you at the top if you're, if you're on this second or third step or fifth step. So, first is the shraddha. This is the basis of bhakti yoga. Is the whole the whole stage is uh, based on the shraddha. But uh, what that shraddha, what what is the position of that shraddha, uh, determines how far one is along. But 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 by hearing, but by shraddha, you can. In, can start the process with a little bit of shraddha. You can't have to have a little bit of shraddha to start the process. Otherwise, the, and then as that shraddha becomes thick and it's described uh, just like boiling sugarcane juice, becomes thicker and thicker. And the uh, one can have pure or sugar. So uh, after shraddha, then, then uh, he. Naturally, one wants to go engage in, uh, one wants to have the association of devotees. Sangha, Sadhu Sangha, Tabhajanakriya, and by association of devotees, one engages in, you want to text, you can go outside. Taking notes of the Ah, okay, okay. All right. It's, I don't, anyway. Okay, so, by bhajan, by sadhusanga then bhajanakriya. Bhajanakriya means to engage in the activities of devotional service, hearing and chanting. And by that hearing and chanting, Shrinvatam Swapataka, when one hears topics of Krishna as we're hearing today, Shrinvatam uh, Swapataka, Krishna, Puni Shravana Kirtana, Hidantastohi Bhajani, uh, this anartanivriti, the one cleanses the heart. The heart becomes cleansed. Anarta, and the heart, heart being cleansed means we get rid of these uh, anarthas. Uh, uh, Sri was mentioning about the anarthas from our Bhajan Rahasya. It says, <coughs> Maya Mugdasya Jiva said, there's different, four different types of anarthas. Shiva Bhakti Nautas. Vidyarabhalyam, Chaparada, Aparada, the uh, offenses. Tattva Vibrama is the last one. The means Tattva Vibrama means not, Vibrama means not very clear understanding of Tattva, the one understands the truth. What's the other one? Uh, I think Satrishna means uh, attachment to Asat. Asat Sangatyaga Evaishnavachar. That is the verdict of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is uh, the 
qualification of a Vaishnava that uh, satsanga tyaga he has to give up the association of non-devotees uh, and those who are attached to opposite sex uh, that is the qualification of a devotee so then we can if we have that sadhusanga then we can engage bhajana kriya eterna eterna set. then these other things uh, you know, these things are like I said Tato Nartan Tato Nishta Uchistata Nishta is very fixed uh, attains steadiness and self-realization by execution of devotional service under the guidance of the spiritual master one becomes free from all material attachment Anartanivriti one becomes uh, attains steadiness and self-realization Nishta and acquires a taste for hearing about the absolute personality of Godhead uh, that is called the Ruchistata. And then it goes on. We're beyond. Tata Shakti Stato Bhavas Tata Premad Vidanchati Sarakana Maria Ayam Premna Pradur Bhavi Bhavit Prema. We have some other things. Uh, so, anyway, like I said, we had experience in Vrindavan devotees come there. Of course, devotees uh, are different, so many different levels. We don't can't uh, judge every devotee. It's very difficult to uh, understand what position a devotee is, just like we had an experience right now we're complaining about him tacking on his phone and he's taking notes. So we can't understand that the activities of a devotee is very difficult sometimes to understand what is the position of devotee. But we sometimes have seen the results of immature devotees uh, trying to imitate devotees and uh, advanced devotees. We've seen the results that they become degraded. And uh, actually it's described, Naitat Samacharaj Jatu Manasapya Hyanishvara. Anishvara means uh, even if, uh, unless one is Ishvara, if one is a very advanced or uh, controller, one should not imitate them. If one is not, just like the example is the Lord Shiva, he drank an ocean of poison, you can't try to imitate. Sri Prabhupada says, Gopi Jana Balava, it's okay, I mean, I, they, can, they can imitate that, but Giri Valadari, no. So, uh, you're not going to drink an ocean of uh, poison, don't try, not, don't try to imitate Lord Shiva smoking ganja like that.
description in Chaitanya Bhagavat that uh, talked about how the scene of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu talking to his students on the bank of the Ganges and Vrindavan Das Thakur, he says there's uh, different comparisons come to his mind about how uh, Brihaspati is surrounded by the demigods, about how the moon is surrounded by the stars, and how about how uh, Cupid, he's, uh, of course, Kandarpa Koti Kamaniya, that Krishna is more attractive than millions of Cupids. But he says that you can't really describe, you can't really compare this scene with uh, Brihaspati and the demigods because the demigods are partial. Brihaspati is partial. He is uh, on the side of the demigods. He doesn't care for the demons. And Krishna is not impartial. He's Samaham Samabhutanam. He's impartial. He, he respects every, even the dem demons are giving liberation when they're killed. And he says that you can't compare the, that scene with the moon surrounded by the stars because there was a nice verse uh, when Chaitanya, Chaitanya Chayamrita, when Lord Chaitanya appeared, he is described that Hakalanka Gorachandra Gila Darshan. Hakalanka means there is no spots, no imperfection. Hakalanka Gorachandra Gila Darshan. Sakalanka Chandra Korn Parajan. What's the use of the moon? Was the spots because therefore Lord Chaitanya was born during that eclipse. Because when the spotless moon of Lord Chaitanya has appeared, what is the use of the spotted moon? Krishna Das Kaviraja Goswami's beautiful poetry. So therefore we can't compare the scene of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of sitting with his students with the moon and surrounded by the stars. And you can't compare him with Cupid because Cupid agitates the mind when he enters. And uh, Lord Chaitanya, he doesn't give any agitation. He gives one. Uh, Krishna Krayam. So he said that there's only one proper comparison that can be given is that of Lord Krishna sitting with his cover brace on the bank of the Jamuna. So that is the beauty of Krishna's body and Krishna, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They have the same beauty. Alright, so I don't know. I was going to speak some more about the yeah, okay. Imitation, but anyway, we're exalted to go to see where we got. Yes? Uh, you mentioned the analogy of a ladder touching the roof, a ladder. Oh, uh, yes. And then you, um, I never heard that. Please explain. Yes, sure, purpose. Totally, I, I think it's, uh, I think I meant, I looked it up this morning actually, just quickly, and uh, I think in the path of perfection he talks about how the yoga system is like a ladder, and he says the ladder touches, is braced against the, shall we talk about Yeah, it touches yeah. the roof. Yeah. But. It rests there. Yeah, so. We don't both, he, he, I didn't look that up, but I, I think he said like that, that, maybe someone can help, I think he said don't uh, boycott the gopis. But uh, he was very uh, concerned that the devotees in early times were uh, reading only the sections about the gopis and Krishna's pastimes with them. 
He said, uh, Gopi Bhagavad was there. So, uh, that is for, uh, again, some devotees may be qualified, and that's okay. They're all glorious to them, but uh, to, to imitate, and when we're still on the platform of Anartha Nivriti, we still have dirty things in the heart, then we shouldn't try to imitate that. Uh, we can hear something, but we should uh, also not neglect Bhagavad Gita and understanding uh, what is our position. Radha Mohan, he's the, uh, he's, uh, represents the Sambandagyan. We have to, uh, we have to understand properly what is our real position. And that, one has to be introspective and understand what is his position and not try to imitate the devotees uh, on the higher platforms. Otherwise, they simply create disturbance. Is that Sri Krishnamurti Purana Di Pantrakta Vidim Vina? Vipatayaga. It becomes a disturbance in society by uh, imitating imitation. Right? Anything else? All right. Anything else? Okay. Okay. The analogy that you mentioned, Mahaprabhu sitting with who? Oh, his students. His students. Yeah, that's a that's a prelude to the Digvijay Pandit came here. Right. And the Chaitanya Bhagavad, I don't know chapter number. I think it's Madhukaram, Madhulila, Madhulila, it must be a... Uh, uh, yeah, it's very beautiful description. Alright, Chitetani Tartamritiki Jaya Shilakarthi Jaya. Oh, I think that's it.